Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Hey! Hey! hey, hey. <laughs> Weird crew today. Hey, we got this camp. <laughs> right? This camp just keeps switching up, bro. I just keep coming in, uh-huh. and it's different people every single week. Like yeah. Mike Polk's in. He got he got his journal ready to go. This is my golf book Did, joke. You got the golf book. I got. I'm gonna start us off hot. Okay. With one of these golf jokes by Bob Lonigan. <laughs> Make us laugh. Hey, golf and sex are about the only two things you can enjoy without being very good at. <laughs> There's plenty more to come, folks. Stick around. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I, was, I feel like I wasn't very good at that until like, like 28 or something. I just felt like I didn't know what I was doing, bro. I do not excel at either. <laughs> well, I uh, can't say the same. You, know? <laughs> you a good golfer, are you? You know, the golfing thing is oh, okay. I can't relate it to my other activities. I totally right? understand. It's like night and day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Tyvis, yeah. you know, what, what you got on today, Tyvis? Oh, you know, today I got a little Stranger Things shirt on. You know, little, okay. little thing. And then, uh, of course, the shoe game, since I'm on my streak where I won't repeat, I decided know. to go a little fear of gods today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fear of God. Okay. I, see, <laughs> I told him I had seen those. Oh, there it is. Man. I had seen those. They was they only came in the off-white sides of my, my color. You know what I'm saying? It was just That's 15s. Yeah, 15s. They be having, like, two colors. <laughs> Black and white, and they don't even be really. It'd be that right. New Balance, more Walker white. Like, yeah, like it's, it's sizest and prejudice. It is. What's you the, should have clothes available in your size. What's the, the month time. that is you you coming for vengeance? Oh, September, I'm coming. Okay, hey, man, right, count that down. September is coming, man. The Ides of March, but it's September though. Okay, like we ready to go. I got. McNuggets. <laughs> I got. I listen. I spent all my rent money. <laughs> I ain't paid student loans in weeks. Y'all better get me. Y'all better get me up out of here, bro. Gee, are you? Um, I noticed you didn't ask me about my outfit. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm wearing the classic Odell Brown shirt. As in, remember when we had him? Yeah. As you can see. Hey, and listen, the, I'm, I'm wearing. Give you credit with, for with that. shoes. With the shoe I'm wearing game. the classic Sacconi brown shoes to match with some paint on the shoelaces from a paint thing that I did earlier. I don't even know what project that was. Can I borrow them? What's yeah, that? Yeah, you can put these on. Absolutely. I went with no socks. There are no no seams in there. It is a mess downstairs right now, everybody. Hey, we've talked about taking bull shoe shopping with UG. Mm-hmm. One day we just got to do a wardrobe swap here. I need Tyvis in the Odell shirt. I need Polk in the Air Force One. Yeah, Tyvis got on. I can't upset my fans. Like I, that's, can't, I can't. Only Mike can pull that. This off. is true. I, this is the traditional Ohio City look, right? <laughs> uh huh. So it has to look like you was like either running mm-hmm. or doing something at the crib, right? Or you look like I just put everything on and just didn't even like think there was about a it. fire alarm. Yes, and, and I just, just left my apartment. Yeah, and I just, just have whatever you could grab. Yep. You just threw it on. And the more random you are, the more credit they're like, yeah, this guy, he's one of those guys. He That's true. Does. He just doesn't. Does well, you well, get you get us. That's yeah, I get like. you. I get you. Well, listen, there's something I don't get. I, I don't understand uh, what's going on with Deshaun Watson, and it's and it's crazy because they've told us. This is an expedited process, mm-hmm. right? Expedited to me, as we were talking to, uh, before the show, expedited to me means like two, three days at tops. Yeah. 
what is the heck is going on? And do you think this thing kind of is going to linger on until halfway through the preseason, Tybus? I, I can see it doing that because now we're hearing that the, the NFLPA wants to have a hearing because they want to be able to tell their side of the story. So if that's the case, you got to think it's going to go at least another week. So Deshaun Watson, I was thinking before that, before hearing that, that it would come out maybe Thursday, right before the preseason, first right. preseason. But now that they're doing that, I mean, it's got to go next week, right? I, I, for me, I, I just don't, I don't understand. Like, I, I, I get that the Players Association wants to come in and, and kind of give their oral. Oh yeah, so it's about it's about time. Yeah, or about time. They said, <laughs> well, we might, we, we might want to go ahead and say something. Um, uh, this is from Aaron Wilson on uh, is he from NFL Network? He works at a couple of different places. Okay, uh, well he he has a check mark, so I'll read his comments. <laughs> uh, NFL Players Association would like to uh, for the designee Peter C. Harvey to conduct a hearing and appeal of Deshaun Watson disciplinary a matter per a league source. Whether Clark will hold one <coughs> or instead rely upon written responses to make the decision remains un, um, unresolved per source. Now, Mike, I don't. Do you expect to get anything different from Peter C. Harvey that you don't expect to get already? That's the thing that is weird about this taking any amount of time, really. First of all, expedited is subjective, obviously. You said to you it's two or three days. It's just, uh, unfortunately, as with most of these things, it's not how things work. It's not what we think it should be. It's whatever the hell they think their process should be and whatnot. But what's weird about this taking any kind of a period of time is the fact that he can't look at any new evidence. Yeah. The only evidence he can look at is this stuff that our, our girl Sue has already examined thoroughly, and this is what she came up with. Really, the only thing that he can be looking at is stuff that she's already seen, and then she can try and argue with that. Or he can think about how how her sentencing uh, should have been different than in his opinion than it is, and then I guess he can make an adjustment there. But it's not like he's talking to new new uh, witnesses. It's not like he's looking at any kind of new evidence that she didn't see. So it's like, what really is? It took her ten days to make her decision. Really, like once she ha once everything was done, mm -hmm. and if it take, why would it take him longer with when it's the exact same evidence? That's my question. I, 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 Never. I look at it like this. I look at it like this in terms of. I, I just think they're just doing it for optics. Like they, they're like, well, listen, we have to make it look like you're not completely biased on this one. <laughs> so yeah. take your time. If Sue took ten days, you at least got to take six. I do wonder what the union though thinks they can get by presenting in front of this. I, I don't that's get the part that that's I don't another like, one. I, I don't know. <laughs> like they got essentially already from her what they considered to be the best case scenario sentence. Now, the only place it's going to go when you have somebody who is picked by the NFL and when the NFL is the only one who are going to make this ruling in the end, the only thing they can get is worse. So it's not like they're going to come in and like put on some pageant and all of a sudden he's just going to be like, you know, I never thought of it that way. No games. That's <laughs> not going to happen. I, 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 that's what, I'm, that would I'm be saying, nice. That would yeah. be, be crazy to hear somebody. <laughs> you talk about it up, oh, Rory. You know, you know he just like stands up, slow claps yeah. him. That's the best presentation <laughs> I've ever seen. Super. You are not punished at all. In fact, I'm going to give you money from last year. That on a, that wouldn't even happen on Game of Thrones. Man. <laughs> like they could like, I don't understand what they expect literally Tyvis from being like you just stood in front of the other judge and get poured your heart out <laughs> right you gave him all you had right? uh -huh. you, she gave you six games and it's like oh that was nice of y'all get <laughs> hey we gonna bring that right back uh -huh. with another dude why wouldn't you just say 
Let's go ahead and file the paperwork. <laughs> let them go ahead and cancel it out and just keep it pushing. Why wouldn't you just you we both sides? I think know where they want to go. Yeah, I just feel like they're just doing these pleasantries like for formality. Uh, yeah, it's definitely it, 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 unfortunately this whole situation has been about optics. How does it look in the public eye? The NFLPA already made the terrible decision by putting that statement out before they even got the ruling. So to go back on there, it would look bad. So I think that's why they just let the six games stand, even though they should have filed that appeal on that. But they let that chance slip away. Now that we're moving on to this, it's nothing that the NFLPA really can do at this point, except race to Delaware like Brad said and get ready to file that because Outside of that, you already didn't let the NFL just completely wipe you down this whole process. And, and Mike, <laughs> even even with the, the thing about him saying run to to Delaware, the way that works is I guess that you, you want to definitely go to a place where there's a more liberal leaning court. Yeah. Uh, and I believe uh, Sue Robinson and we'll, we'll ask um, our, our guest that's coming on. Um, he'll talk about it a little bit. Sue Robinson is from Delaware and a lot of people that she kind of worked with are in this court circuit to trying to get it to. Yeah, but it's like a it's a it's a race though. Like so basically what happens when the league hits go on the email. Yeah, it's like okay. The first person to get to where they want to go. They have the precedent. They get to have the, the court trial there. So obviously they want to go to the Southern District of New York, mm-hmm. but I don't know how they're even going to get a head start on the league because it's the league that's filing the, the grievance. Why would they know before them? First of all, can we mention what a perfect system it is that we're, we can like try and pick around and try and figure, find a judge or a jury or a situation <laughs> where it's like, you know, who I'd like to be in front of as far as a jury and a judge. Like, just that's so ridiculous that's that that crazy, is that, right? that is our system. Like, that uh, you know, I guess everything's totally equal. But uh, I just remembered when you were talking about that. Uh, and and Apollo, and talking about how the NFL union shouldn't have put that statement out right afterwards. I just got grossed out retroactively thinking about the Haslam's putting out that letter and just acting like everything was over. And then it, and I just remembered that. I guess I'd repressed it or it got lost in the shuffle. And I was just, but they put out a thing saying, we know he regrets it. And it's like, even before the final decision was done, what are they, what are they, why did they do that? Everybody was, I, I told, to I'll, be, yeah. I'll be telling people all the time, listen, it never does you any good to say anything. I'm going to tell you right now. If I ever get in trouble, God forbid, I'm not ever talking to y'all. They're gonna be like, I ain't seen G. Bush in weeks. You won't see me. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be some white guy out there saying, "Trust me, Mr. Bush." It sticks. Mr. Bush. He 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 hangs to his innocence, uh-huh. uh, and, and the facts will be out, and he will, will be vindicated by those facts. And you're just sitting emotionlessly next to him. Yeah. Well, actually, no. Uh-uh, I don't even want to see my say, face. I'm about to say, I'm not even gonna there. I'm gonna go out with a ski mask on every day. I'm in jail. I'll tell you, uh, is there any, is there any, uh, I, I'll say this, is there any chance that they're prolonging this to continue to negotiate? Or do you think that the both sides are on scorched earth at this point and they're beyond the negotiation what is, process? What is the, why would the NFL negotiate if the ball is in their court the whole time? Right. What's the point? Why would we negotiate? I think they'd like this to be over with. And I think that, I mean, yes, they do have the Whatever hammer. Whatever they, they say ha- it is. I know, but they have the hammer. But when you use the hammer, then there are repercussions that come with that. Well, uh, the, if because, we, if we, you know, we, that's not, they care about public sentiment. They care about what people think. Or they care about what their fans think of them. And they don't want to, as much as they are the villain, 
they will not look like the villain as much as possible and they would like to try and save some face and if that uh, that's why i do believe that they're probably negotiating through all of this i really do I don't think uh, you so. don't you don't think i don't because it's all about optics if six games was too light 12 games ain't gonna be enough everybody wants an indefinite if, suspension and if they're into optics like everybody say then that's what they're going to get but if they can avoid going to federal court over this i think they would very much prefer that would i would think that? they would too. so if that means negotiating <laughs> even though you know that you can win if that means negotiating if it goes to court you know that you can win but if that means you can settle this now out of court and not have to deal with so that and not a- air out some possibly air out some owners dirty laundry and stuff i mean they've got a little bit of a threat hanging over them too to, to wrap this up as soon as possible what is a, a a great negotiation what do you think is common like what's a fair middle yeah, ground yeah i think that i don't i don't know but i'm sure that they're going to be talking about i'm every all these owners are pissed off because they don't they've uh the guy's gonna, not going to lose a nickel this year or he's barely going to lose anything <laughs> okay. they could hit him up for more fine. money slap him up the fine maybe maybe they'll They'll say two more games, something like that. So I think eight gonna, games, fine. So maybe. Treatment, I, I mean, I could see them offering that, and I could see them looking at that and taking it. Let me offer y'all a deal. Let's play. Let's make a deal. Here. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. <laughs> with, gonna, with other people's lives. Let's, other, do it. let's <laughs> play. Let's make a deal with other people's lives <laughs> in the future. Yeah, now, this is so if, easy. If I'm Deshaun Watson, he how, how I'm gonna phrase this is. I think the NFL wants to wants to make him realize that no, you gonna have to show contrition. Mm-hmm. You gotta go ahead and plea bargain down and say, look, bro, I made some missteps. I'm gonna get better. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. That's the statement they want. Gotta go to therapy and, with Doctor Phil yeah, for a while. All that, all that. You gotta sit on the couch okay. and do yep. all that stuff. All right. Now, if he says, here's what I'm gonna do for you. Let me sit up for this. <laughs> here's what I'm gonna do for you. Now I know y'all want me. Y'all mad about that contract. You're a little salty for that. Yep. Uh, Dan Snyder just got fined 10 million, mm-hmm. right? Now that seemed like a lot of money because he's a billionaire. Here's what I'm gonna do. What if I say I'm gonna give you back in a fine, the highest fine anybody's ever been fined in the history of the game, right? Okay. Since it's unprecedented, right, Judge Sue Robinson mm-hmm. said it unprecedented, unprecedented, and it's, it, it was egregious. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you starting at $10 million. I'll give you $10 million fine. It's never been done in the league. No players association has games. ever got that fine. I'm going to, I want to, I'm going to give you, <laughs> I'm going to give you six to 10 million and I'll go to eight games. Hmm. Eight and 10 million. Eight, treatment, eight and 10 million. Treatment. And, 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 and the treatment and all that cool. And I'll issue a statement after it's all done saying that I got to work on some things and basically admit to that. McNuggets, you look like you want to take that deal. I don't know if I'm taking that deal, but I want, I want to throw another deal at you guys. I'm ready. I haven't heard this been talked about yet. Oh, I kind of thought about it as you were saying this, Oh, G. man. <laughs> what if the NFL comes back and says, we're going to give you 25 games and a $10 million fine? Including last year? time served. So it's eight games this year. 25 games would be the longest suspension ever handed out in NFL games-wise. They've never done a 25-game suspension. So the people from the outside who don't know all the details say, oh, my goodness, it's the longest suspension ever. It fits that public narrative they came down with the hammer. But it's only eight games this year plus the fine. So you're offering the exact same thing that he just offered, but disguised <laughs> but just, a little bit better. Yeah, exactly. Yes. D- yes. Wording it differently in a way that may please well, the public perception. What I'm going to tell you right now, it, it, that the problem is the public perception is going to say he chose to sit out of well, last well, year's well, games. He didn't, it, well, he didn't well, have here, to. So here's, what we could, here's the way they could couch that. When you are on trial, right, and, and you have to sit in jail, and they don't give you bail. They give you credit for time served because you sit there. You're not doing nothing, right? So they say, I'm going to give you 12 years 
uh, in federal penitentiary, but you stayed on for a year and a half. I'm gonna give you credit for 19, 18 months time served. Okay. I think you could because you the league could say, oh, you didn't know it, but you was already suspended back then. Yeah. You, 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 you didn't really even know it. You you thought you was getting away with that, but that's that that really wasn't what it was. I think that I think the optics of that is everybody. The backlash is going to be that he chose to sit out because he didn't want to play for the Texans. It wasn't because he was punished. But I agree. I, I think that would be it. You're going to give him the you say 25 is the longest anybody's ever been suspended and 10 million is the most anybody's ever been fined. Yeah, Andy, I go to I mean, I think it's transparent to anybody who knows even any of the facts whatsoever. Obviously, it doesn't. I guess it doesn't hurt. It might be just the only reason that I might not want to do that is because it's almost insulting to people to pretend like be like. And plus, we're going to suspend you for that whole last year when you sat out voluntarily. Huh? Anybody? It feels a little bit like well, a little bit uh, we'll, cheap. We'll ask Charles Robinson, who's coming up right now. Yep. If that might actually work for him, can, can he get off on that? We'll see. It's one of my better ideas, maybe. But uh, Charles Robinson is joining us now from Jets Camp, or at least in a hotel somewhere in the New York, New Jersey area. He's brought to us by the Gridiron Guys Hotline. Are you looking for a local roofer you can trust? Family-owned since 2003, the Gridiron Guys have grown to become Northeast Ohio's top-rated roofers. They exemplify quality work practices and are a valued resource for homeowners and offer 10-year workmanship warranties. Call 330-573-7967 today for a free estimate or roof inspection. Grid, 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 grid iron guys. Is he in a bank? <laughs> like, yeah, that's like he's <laughs> he's in he's in a Manhattan vault somewhere, bro. Who's that? He should be. Happy. That was great. They yeah. got a friend me all over there now. Well, let's get Charles in here. Hey, Charles, we appreciate you drop dropping in. It's the second time we we talked, right? Yeah, that was some serious production dollars right there. That, that little shot <laughs> Nothing the but the best. <laughs> Nothing but the best on this show. Now, um, Charles, we started off our show um, kind of asking a question. You know, the league says this was supposed to be an expedited thing. Um, they they give it to Harvey, and and now he's he has the case, and he's looking at it. And now the, now the NFL Players Association is trying to say, okay, well, maybe we want to give you an oral report, not the written version. Uh, and And – I don't quite understand. Maybe you could break this right. down to us. Why the heck are they doing all these pleasantries? Like we kind of know what Harvey wants to do. We, the league has been saying that they want to sm- put the hammer down, put the gavel down on them. But now all of a sudden they're slowing it down, going through this process. Is, is it just for show, or are they really negotiating? Well, I think the facts of the the interesting thing is you mentioned it. The facts of the case aren't going to change, right? I mean, they've already submitted briefs. Um, the first time through, and you can't really relitigate those things once again. That's not what this part of the appeals process is about. You've moved past the litigation phase. This is, for lack of a better term here, the sentencing phase. You're trying to figure out what is the the punitive damage. And the only, I've asked this question, and I think the only answer I've gotten that makes some sense to me is this idea that if you get in front of Harvey and you go through this procedure of oral arguments, perhaps something could occur either on the part of the NFL or with Harvey that would open up some element of future litigation. That basically you're looking for a hanging thread to pull um, down the line. But I, I've, I get a lot of the same sort of responses that are similar to what you're saying is like, why? Like why at this point are you gonna go through um, additional arguments when that phase is really present anything new um, it's, it's sort of like, well, remember, you know, a few good men when, uh, Demi Moore says, I strenuously object. 
Well, you can just object. You can't strenuously object. Mm -hmm. You get one shot at it, and and just because you stand up and say it again isn't necessarily going to change the outcome. Is there any? Do you think there is a way that you know neither side wins in this? So is there a, a punishment yeah. that the NFL doesn't get the what they want and Deshaun doesn't get the one he wants? What's the common ground in there that you think is both sides will look can go away and the optics won't be as bad? Yeah, I, I what's interesting about this. I'm actually working on a story right now. I had a chance to over since Friday. I talked to three different sources who are involved in this in varying aspects. And just said, give me a thumbnail of kind of where we're at, all the parties, how's everybody feeling coming out of last week? And then, you know, where is this moving forward? And, and one said something pretty interesting to me, and I, I, I really like the way that he sort of phrased it. He said, look, we're now to the most important person in this process, in terms of the, this collectively bargained process. Peter Harvey doesn't have to listen to anybody. I know he's Roger Goodell's designee, and he has league ties and all these different things, but he said, look, um, he gets to decide in a way that there's no appeal. He, unlike Sue Robinson, he doesn't have to worry about something boomeranging at this stage. So he can come up with an equitable ending to this, and this is using his words, um, that can make both parties walk away. And and really, that is, at least from this particular source, they, you know, he said that's where the power is at this point. You can come up with something that doesn't leave everybody happy. And he called it a zone of compromise. And he, he kind of said, look, it's sort of a fairy tale to have a zone of compromise where everyone's happy. He said, but at the very least, if you can reach a judgment where, sure, maybe everyone's dissatisfied, but it is a judgment that forces both sides to just say, we're walking at this point, we're going to walk away and, and move on. Um, that's really where this process can still work. Charles, two-part question. First of all, do you agree that the only picture we have of Peter J. Harvey, it kind of looks like he's in disguise? Yes. <laughs> doesn't he kind of look, look, doesn't he look like he's hiding from something? He looks like he inspect your gadget's boss. Doesn't he a little bit? <laughs> he definitely, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, this, you know, this, this looks like someone with league ties who, yeah. you know, like if you had said like, hey, give me a, a sketch of a Roger Goodell, Designee, uh -huh. I would have been like, yeah, this looks like an arbitrator for the yep. NFL. He looks like a guess who character. <laughs> oh <my goodness>. Okay, <laughs> that's the first part of my question. The second part, I feel like part of the problem with this that we're having is that there just isn't a lot of precedent along the lines when it comes to a, a situation like this. And we can't make a direct comparison and say, well, he should be punished this much because of this, and he should be punished this much because based on this precedent. What are do you, th what do you think kind of, what, cases what precedent cases do you think they are considering and they have to take into consideration uh, from past nfl incidents that will influence their final decision well the problem is there isn't any precedent and it, and that's part of what arose out of the sue l robinson decision was that even she said when you're talking about something that she termed you know non non-violent she said when you look at the precedent in those cases um it's a three-game suspension now you're asking for something completely unprecedented, which is a one-year um, indefinite suspension, and she ended up applying a six-game suspension. With the precedent for that is domestic—it's the domestic violence policy in which there has been violence in those cases where there was a six-game suspension. Um, so, what's interesting about that sort of splitting? She's she's not going to go, hey, the full year indefinite, but she's also not going to lean on precedent and say, hey, in other past cases where there have, have been like a, an element of a nonviolent infraction, it's a three-game suspension, I'm landing at this six. 
she put in her decision, she talked about lack of fair notice, okay? And when she said lack of fair notice, she's looking at the NFL and she's saying, you're trying to change something here in terms of your punitive outcome, what you want the suspension to be without really giving fair notice to the, the individuals who it would apply to. And I think if you're Harvey, you could, if, if Harvey were to reduce this, he would say, okay, um, precedence three games, even Sue Robinson says precedence three games. So ultimately this is going to be reduced by three games. No one really expects that's going to happen. I mean, they expect it's going to go the opposite, but potentially not the, the full uh, one year indefinite suspension. So it's the, the previous arbitrator, she laid it out there for everybody. She said, this is unprecedented. What you're asking for is unprecedented. What I'm doing is unprecedented in a way. Um, and that really three games appears to, to apply here. You're trying to change it. I'm only willing to take it to this degree of six games. And even that precedent isn't a perfect fit. Now Peter C. Harvey has to decide whether or not he wants to move even further beyond that and, and set a different kind of precedent. Yeah, Charles, I'm not sure if you saw this this morning or not, but Jimmy Haslam before the meeting today was asked what they do at the appeal, and he said, quote, I'll just say we'll respect and honor the process. Should we take this information as anything new from the Browns and from the NFL owners, or is this kind of what was to be expected uh, from their response to whatever's happening with Peter C. Harvey and the appeal? I think he's speaking for the Browns. Um, I don't. I haven't gotten any indication from anyone else involved that there's a definitive conclusion in terms of this part of the process. And I know we went through the Sue L. Robinson portion and the, the union put out a release saying that they were going to respect that portion of the process. It obviously did not go the way that they expected. I think that everyone involved now is trying to leave every avenue on the table moving forward. The problem is when you ask, what are those avenues? No one seems to have a really good answer. And that's why we got into this debate where when this first came down on Friday, I think the reaction was, well, hey, this could still, uh, there could still be an injunction. So let's say this goes to the next phase. Um, Deshaun Watson, uh, whatever the outcome is, Deshaun Watson could still seek an injunction and be on the field in game one, right? Like that was the initial reaction on Friday. And then as time went on and people started to kind of parse out the reality that there was not a cross appeal by Deshaun Watson in the union, it definitely felt more limited. And so finally, I just got the point. I talked to someone literally yesterday about this. I said, give me, give me a final answer here. Could there be an injunction? Could he play in, in week one? And the literal answer was, we don't know. We hmm. don't know right now, and we won't know until we see exactly what Peter C. Harvey does, what the next option will be. So that's why you've gotten all this conflicting reporting and and content providers in the sports world who are also lawyers um even some of those arguments i think people have to understand the argument is hey it's not a winning route to go it's not even about whether it's a winning route could they go that route yeah would they lose that route likely um but it doesn't take that route off the table just because you could potentially lose you know charles you know from a standpoint I've looked at it uh, of the NFL and the NFL has done pretty much what the NFL does. They they're they're very shrewd. They're calculated. Uh, they don't miss. You know when they go for it, they go for it. 
And even when it don't look like, you know, they, they make they had an opportunity with Sue Robinson to kind of say, okay, six games. We look like we wanted to be tough. Let's move on. But guess what they did? They went right back to it and said, no, 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 we're going to get what we want. In terms of the NFL Players Association, I, I'm, I'm, I've been a little, uh, <clears throat> how should I say? I've been a little underwhelmed with their, with the way they've gone about it. First of all, I haven't heard from anybody. I don't even know if they picked this case up or, or anything. Second of all, do you think it was a misstep by saying they came out and basically said, I've heard some lawyers say there was a, Doctrine or basically since the NFL Players Association said that they were not going to appeal what Sue Robinson said for the six games. Basically, they admitted that they agreed with that ruling. So even if they retroactively go back and, and talk about what Harvey's ruling, it's not going to be like he's going to be on the field week one. It's still going to be at minimum six because they came out and said, hey, we agree with it. Well, I'm not a lawyer and I'm not staying in a Holiday Inn. I'm in a Marriott, so I'll probably answer this poorly. <laughs> um, I, I can give you two two thoughts on that. Number one, um, the fact that the NFL put out an appeal, or I'm sorry, the fact that the, the NFL Players Association put out that statement, and I've heard people sort of say the same thing, was that a misstep? I don't know if it was necessarily a misstep because I don't know what provoked it. I feel like something had to have provoked that behind the scenes. and. This is completely speculation on my part, but I feel like I feel like that kind of thing only happens when if you're in the union, you're sort of expecting an acceptance by both parties. And I know it felt like, hey, they're backing the league into the corner by coming out and saying this. Um, hey, they already know what's coming here and they're trying to apply pressure. It's still, I don't know, I, I felt like that statement, I thought they're, you know, these are all parties that have been at the negotiating table prior to this. Everyone sitting there had to have an idea of what each side would accept. And for that statement to go out, it's just, it would be shocking to me to believe that the union did not think that the NFL um, was, was, you know, um, was just hard and fast going to end up appealing this. I, I, I just, I have a hard time believing that. Now, um, I'm sorry, what was the, the second, the, the other, oh, the other part of this that I wanted to bring up. Um, even though they put the statement out, remember, and again, I'm not a lawyer here, but this is when you start to talk to lawyers that want to do their lawyering, they'll say it's a two-part process, okay? Once the appeal happened, now there's a rendering of judgment on top of that. And, and you know, they're going to say, hey, the, the, the second judgment is about the add-on. It's not about the six games. The six games is over. You accepted the six games. Now there's an add-on process or a subtraction process, which no one believes is going to happen. So say Peter C. Harvey comes out and says, I want to give him an additional four games here. Again, this is talking to lawyers here. They believe there's some space for argument to go back on the initial decision and say, well, hey, maybe this add-on invalidates the whole thing. Now, I'm not saying that's a winning argument. And I know there are lawyers out there right now watching where we're going to go, that's a total losing argument. It does not mean it's not a route, okay? Mm -hmm. It can still be a route that you take and you take the L and you know you're going to take the L. Um, but it doesn't mean that you just give up. If you're not happy with the, the second outcome, it doesn't mean you just give up and take the L and don't fight it in, until eventually having to capitulate. We were talking... Charles, just one more question for you. We were talking earlier about how it's probably uh, a little bit, there's some negotiating probably going on right now between the Players Union and 
the NFL right now behind the scenes and maybe they're trying to work this out so that they don't have to take this federal court. Do you agree that that's probably happening? And do you, do you, you don't think so? Do you think, and think so. fo follow up, do you think that the NFL wants this to go that far or do you think they'd rather get this or get this over with before that? He's really stuck like that. Oh my gosh. Either he's thinking. Great question. We always have people freeze right <laughs> at the moment of answer on a great question. That is, the suspense was so built that's up. That's how I like that's how, how it's on yeah, the edge exactly. Of the seat I think waiting. I broke him. Yeah, like how wait, no, That's not. how good my questions are, people. I was sitting on the edge. Uh -huh. He yeah. might really still be thinking. He, yeah, he probably is. Do we are we sure he's not in just having a moment of zen? Trying to find <laughs> the perfect answer. A, it was a profile I question. Stumped him. <laughs> I stumped him. I think I think I got I got an aunt that took a senior picture with that same look on. <laughs> Honestly, Just can we do a double like, expo man, double double exposure on him yeah. when we're staring to the side? <laughs> I'll tell you what. And actually, real quick. Uh, just so you guys know, we're going to have to reboot. We just lost connection to RVR. So let's just keep talking. No, that's okay. probably we lost us. Jay. So okay. let's get into some training camp stories as we try and figure out how to get mm. connection to video and graphics back. Okay. Okay. Right. Wait, it's uh, back. Charles right. is unfrozen. We may have gotten connection back. There we go. Right. That was on us, not you. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. I was like, Roger, turn my camera off. Don't. <laughs> don't yeah, don't be, don't be mad at the days in. That was our fault. Uh, okay, what portion of my answer did you get? We didn't None. get any of it. You were any just about to okay. take me to school, and I was, and okay. then so so I turned, I unplugged everything. Right. I, I will. I'll just tell you this. I think. Look, I think if Sue Robinson had come to the table with, um, the negotiations ended at the NFL offering a 12-game suspension and a significant monetary fine. I think if Sue Robinson had come in around 12 games. This, the NFL would have said, okay, we're not happy with that, you know, but we're we're prepared to go ahead and, and move our arbitration process, did what it did. I think six games was a, a, a total that the NFL said, no way. This, there's there's no way we're gonna we're gonna stick with that. We have to move this process forward. As much as we don't like it, we're gonna have to appeal it and deal with whatever the optics are or however that makes the union feel. In terms of whether there's a negotiation going on now, I would just say no, because um I think this the relationship is significantly burned between the NFL and the NFLPA at this point. And that's saying something because it's two sides that built up a pretty strong relationship through the COVID years, working through a lot of really difficult issues together. And I think both sides kind of looked at each other and thought, hey, we didn't really think we could work this well together. We've had a, a two-year run here where we've actually come to a lot of compromises in tight spaces, and we've done pretty well. I think all that capital's been burned in this. Wow. And I have a, it leads me to question what happened because it can't just be, Hey, they appealed the process and you're mad that they appealed the outcome. I'm, I am like, have the, have the settlement negotiations been that bad leading up to this. And was there anything else that happened behind the scenes that led you to believe hey, we're all just going to go ahead and trust in Sue L. Robinson. We have maybe an unspoken, quote-unquote, gentleman's agreement that whatever happens here, we're going to go ahead and take this and move on. And then it didn't happen on the NFL's part. And did the union feel undermined by that? Did they feel like they were, you know, um, they had, there was a rug pull that happened at the last moment? I can't speak to whether or not that's the case. I can just tell you that there is definitely definitive hurt feelings over how that, that appeal ultimately came down. 
I mean, they had to know that that was a possibility that was the, that was in the contract that they signed up for and sure. they know how the NFL behaves. So, I mean, you think that maybe something was said behind the scenes that we're unaware of some kind of a gentleman's agreement that they broke. Is that what you're suggesting? I, I can only, I, I mean, in my mind, as you said, everyone involved knew that an appeal was possible. Both sides knew that, that an appeal was possible. So you, it can't be, it's not like it's out of, out of left field. Everybody knew, hey, there's a chance that, you know, and, and the union clearly knew going into the process, there's a chance that the NFL um, could appeal this, regardless of, of what the ultimate outcome is, the NFL could end up appealing this. So any sense of... Um, I guess lost trust between those two parties can't come just because an, an appeal happened. So if, if, if there's a breakdown now in that relationship, or there's like a fundamental left turn that occurred in that relationship, it leads me to believe like something else must have happened. I don't, and again, these were two parties that had talked to each other and spitballed over settlement agreements for a while. So there was an open line of communication and if for this to feel so burned coming out of Friday, it can't just be because the league appealed. It has to be because the league appealed and it left the union feeling some kind of way that goes beyond just the fact that, hey, the league had the power to do this. Now, I can speak to at least some of that. And then the NFLPA has already made that case itself, which is you keep holding players to a standard of justice that you don't hold your same owners to. You keep holding, you keep saying that owners have to be held to, um, you know, to a high standard as well when it comes to personal conduct and, and you know, how this reflects upon the league. And yet it's always the players who seem to get the most vigorous investigations, the most vigorous punishments, the precedent setting punishments. And yet the owners, there are times where there aren't even investigations that take place. I mean, look at the Texans right now. The Texans were clearly yep. um, involved in this enough to feel like they had to settle um, with 30 women. Okay. There was clearly a situation where an NDA was provided to Deshaun Watson by the head of security by the Texans. And yet up until now, there's been no indication of ramifications for the Texans, which just leads into a long held belief, which is the NFL is about two things. Number one, protecting money, the money first, and then secondly, protecting issues that that strike to the integrity of the game, which is like Miami and tampering, um, salary cap circumvention, mm -hmm. um, you know, de deflating footballs, which could affect the on-field progress, uh, pro you know, Calvin Ridley placing a bet, um, things like that. That, that that's what the NFL ultimately is. They're, they're about protecting the, the money for owners and protecting the integrity of the football game. That's Charles, the truth. Thank you so much for, uh, you yes. know, coming on again. Lots of great insight. Um, we'll be checking it back with you. Hopefully this thing is over sooner than later, um, but we'll be checking back in with you. Appreciate Char you. Charles, get you some Ohio State gear and the Cleveland <laughs> <laughs> Go Bucks. <laughs> see how you just think that went in. <laughs> Tyler's always trying to get some. Thanks, Charles. Appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate you, Charles. Uh, we go from look. Charles to uh, another dude. Man. Who? To another cat. Like, he's He's back from the dead. Back from bro, what's an up? expert. We have another. I mean, hold on, hold on. He's an expert. Hold on, we is got an in, expert. Is he in the bunker? <laughs> he in the bunker? Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I remember.
remember that guy. I'm in, I'm in the COVID bunker. That's where I am. Uh, you got a nice setup, oh, man. man. I, I, need to come, I need to come get some pointers from you about your background. Like, How you feel? He's got the Emmy right over the right shoulder. Like, he clearly positioned himself just so you can see it without yeah. completely uh -huh. blocking it. Oh, is that there? Oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't even know that was there. It's so weird. Oh, it's a picture of me and Muhammad Ali. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> First yeah. and foremost, how you doing, man? Yeah, we, how you we, feeling? We've been missing you out here, man. Hey, I go to the grocery store. They always ask, where's <coughs> Jay at? I don't know. I said, man, Jay's, he's going to be back real soon. You know, I'm like, he don't, he's, I, he's good. He's not going <coughs> to die. He don't have nothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make it. <laughs> Some people might be disappointed to hear that. I am going to make it. Um, I've missed you guys. I have. Um, I, I, it's funny. I'm just sitting here as a viewer for the first time. And I'm laughing my ass off because you guys are genuinely funny at, at talking about a situation that really there's not much to laugh at. But you, you've made me laugh, which is um, probably what I need more than anything. Guys, um, it struck me listening to Charles, um, A, how smart he is, and B, how plugged in he is. I think he's probably been the single most dialed in reporter on this story. And I know Josina's had a lot. And Florio's had a lot of opinion. But it seems to be that. It seems to be opinion. Um, I think Robinson is kind of the guy that you really want to listen to because I know he's got great sources at the league. Earlier in the investigative stage, he was getting, you know, it was a league source that told Charles that they would not appeal um, if it was less than a year. And so I think he's got people that are plugged in in, in high situations. He kept saying one thing. He kept saying that, Something happened behind the scenes. I don't know what it was. Yep. Something happened. Mm -hmm. This sort of, that. and he, he said it so often. And as I'm listening to him, I'm trying to figure out, okay, what happened? Where did the good faith break down? And I have a theory on that. It's just a theory and I'll label it as my opinion. I, I have absolutely no inside information whatsoever, but let's say Mike and I have a dispute and in our pact of friendship, we've decided that we'll try to work it out between the two of us. But Mike, if I don't, I'm gonna settle it by going to someone that I choose, or maybe I'll just trump both of us and I'll settle it. Is, is that treating you as an equal if I do that? Of course before, not. Before I answer that, is this a metaphor for anything? Like, we're yeah. cool, right? <laughs> we're cool. <laughs> hey, you, you see, hey, this, hey, are we working through something right, on air? Right. <laughs> hey, this is, see, white people good at that. I understand. <laughs> you know, what's underneath this, bro? You can't say he wasn't no. war. <laughs> I understand. I understand what you're saying. And, of course, that would not put us on equal ground in that case. <laughs> so, I think what happened is, and I, I don't know. I, first of all, the fact that I think the NFLPA got duped. I really do. I think they got duped because Mike, you're too smart to ever agree to that. You would say, no, wait, wait a minute. If you and I have an agreement and you get to settle it or a disagreement and you get to settle it, that's, that's just not fair. You're not treating me as an equal in the friendship. Well, Jay, and Jay, if, Jay it was a smoke screen. Like they was, it was, see, you, you, you ain't been here. They was, they, everybody was worried about the money and the 17 games. That they was like, you know what? Slip this in. They ain't even paying attention to that. Slip this in. Yeah, but listen, when you're negotiating a player's, uh, 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 this is a collectively bargained agreement. All of their players, you know how much they pay in union dues to be supported by the union. Oh, you oh, see? There are a lot of players. It. I sent it to you. Didn't you see it? I saw it. I saw <laughs> it. And and that's one player 
yeah. one paycheck. So mm-hmm. here's my point. It, it's an odd hill to die on if you're the players. But at the same time, what they have to be saying collectively behind closed doors is, hold up. Our management, our leaders agreed to a collectively bargained agreement that in issues of dispute with as it comes to player misconduct, and that's been one of the hot button issues for almost a decade now, that our, our union boss, and we voted on this, but somehow it was put in there that, well, when there's a disagreement, I get to settle it. That's, that's not fair and equitable. And I think, I think what's happened here is perhaps, perhaps, the union decided, put it in there. They're never going to be so stupid as to actually do that because the optics of that are garbage. But here we are, and they have appealed it. And Roger basically has handed it off to his friend, who I think looks like a French artist. Are we sure that this guy does <laughs> some sort of French painting somewhere oh in a chateau? I don't. I don't mean to disparage him at all. I'm disparaging. That's my job is to disparage him. I know. I know. (laughs) Guys, this is laughable to me that in any relationship that is, and 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 it has to be built on trust, right? The most important thing in any relationship is trust. And let's be clear, it is a relationship between the league and its players, and it may be the most important relationship that the NFL is in. And they have they have gone behind, they've circled the wagons in a way where the union leadership has to be embarrassed that they ever agreed to this. And I, I, it almost makes me think that during the discussion stages, was there kind of a gentleman's wink and a nod? Look, we're gonna put that in there to make it look as if we are still in control of this vehicle, but we're never going to actually go through with appealing something that is already been decided by the only mutually agreed upon party in the entire system. And Jay, so Jay I this, think, is, this is crazy. Go ahead. Jay, when we, when me, I talked to Brad the other day, and I think we both came in and said it. it it's not to to us. It's not even about Deshaun Watson anymore. Not at all. Uh, it's no. Nope. I, I think the Players Association yeah. is is to a point where they're saying. Look, yeah, he probably he did what he did. Yeah, okay, <laughs> but but we're talking about the process like, you know, we're yeah. talking about the fact that if you're going to have it be Sue Robinson, but if you don't like it, you go and bring your boy in, you bring your guy in, your best friend, and then he's sifting through documents. Me and Mike was laughing. He's sifting through documents like he's actually reading this stuff. <laughs> you, you know, you can't give any more information. <laughs> like, they, he, he's just looking, yeah, go, and they're going to give an oral report to this guy? <laughs> it's crazy. I know. It just looks, Demora Smith looks crazy for Listen, even having his clients be here. And and here's the interesting thing, and this is why I say it's not about, you're, you're absolutely right, it's not about Deshaun Watson, because this would be an odd hill for them to die on. Let's face it, the other 31 teams are livid over the way the Browns structured this contract. Mm -hmm. And if you think for one moment that that doesn't weigh into the league's decision to appeal this, you're missing the point. The fact of the matter is, the Browns thought they pulled a swervy derv. They thought, wow, we figured this out. He's not going to get more than a year. 
I think it was probably Deshaun's agent that decided, let's build year one of the salary so small monetarily that if he loses the whole year, he loses nothing. So guys, the fact that he's being fined 0.14% of the overall value of the contract, that is laughable. And the rest of the teams are upset about this. So I think, and no, they are not negotiating behind the scenes. Tyvis, you made the point, why would the league negotiate? They hold the hammer. They ultimately get to decide what happens here. That's that's because the game is rigged. The game is rigged between the NFLPA and the NFL. And now the NFLPA realizes the mess it's made, and DeMora Smith has to be humiliated because who would agree to do this? Who would agree to do this? And, And so now I think they're not negotiating because they don't need to. Now there might come a point in time when they do need to negotiate, but that time isn't right now because they still have a hammer. So I think ultimately what we're looking at here is everybody is furious that he's being penalized so small amount financially. He's losing a, a third of a million dollars and he's going to make 240 million. They want their pound of flesh. So the league can say to the general public, look, we, we didn't just slap this guy 0.14% of his salary and tell him to sit on the sidelines for six games. Somebody brought up the dollar, the dollar amount of $10 million to $20 million. I think that's ultimately going to be where we land. I think that there's going to be a severe financial piece to this that so far is missing. So I would look for the penalty to be somewhere in the $10 to $20 million range and maybe two more games. And I think that everybody walks away with that. Go ahead, Ty. Let me ask a really ignorant question real quick first. So he took my deal. That's what he did. What I was going to say, is it possible, say the league came out and said, you know what, Deshaun, this is what we're going to do. We're going to give you the six games this year, and then next year we'll give you four games. (coughs) Would that that make it, because he's going to lose money next year for sure. No, no. you, you, You think you can't do that? You're not going to split the suspension. You, they believe it that or would not. be terrible. And, 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 <laughs> that would, yeah, it, it, they're it not going to do though. that. It would hurt. No, that's and cool they, and they, they, hurt. To, on us. <laughs> like, dude, yeah, it would hurt. they're not going to do that. Yeah. Here's what I would do. I, I would, and I haven't done the math on this, so I'm not sure exactly where it would fall. <laughs> but I'll try to do a quick, a little bit of quick mental math. I would, I would want the financial piece to the to be not six games off his salary this year. What I would do is take the total sum of money that he is to be paid, which is $240 million. And I would prorate that per game. And then I would punish him financially. So he misses six game checks over the entire amateurized contract. And I I can assure you that that would be a much bigger number than $333,000 because Six games from one year or from, you know, from what he's making this year, that's, that's laughable. So at least this way, there's a more punitive piece to this, to, to this decision. Because right now, I can understand why the public would be looking at this saying, wait a minute, it's, it's going to cost him $333,000 all this, over all of this, and he's going to miss six games. I, I, I can understand why, and I don't know why Sue L. Robinson didn't put a bigger financial piece in. I don't know why she didn't find him. I think if she had um, find him a fair amount, do you think it would have been a done deal? Do you think? First of all, here's my ignorant question: Where does the money go when somebody gets fined ten million dollars? Charity. It goes. I'm it all glad goes you charity? brought that up. That's my question. Yeah, well, I'm glad. 
I'm glad you brought that up because in this particular instance, I think it's very important that that whatever the number is, let's just say it's $10 million. I think it's very important that that $10 million, we know exactly where it goes. So I don't know what the cause is. It obviously has to do, maybe it's sex trade workers. I don't know. It has somehow, this can't just be $10 million that disappears and nobody knows you know, what became of it? What, where did it go? Mm-hmm. In this particular instance, it has to be earmarked and the public has to know that this is going to help women's causes in some way, shape or form. And I, th- I think that would be the other part of it, this. It would be interesting to see if like there's a history something. of that. Like, is that normally how they do it? I didn't know it all went to charity. And then I don't like, know. If, if they find Michael Vick, did it go to like dog kennels or something I like that? Know. Cause that would make sense. I just don't yeah. know if that's how it, it works historically. I don't know. It should, Mike. It should, to be perfectly honest. I know that the league has a host of charities that they work with, and I don't know if they divvy it up evenly between them, but I do think in this particular case, because the victims were all, alleged victims were all women, um, and I don't know how you figure out exactly which charity is going to win out here. That's for, you know, that's for the Park Avenue guys to figure that out. But it can't just be $10 million that disappears into league coffers right. and we never know what happened to it. Where, you bring you know, up an interesting came, conspiracy theory that it might be worth exploring, and that is um, why did she not find him financially very much? And could it possibly be because they had some sort of deal with the NFL in advance where she gave him this because they knew that the public would never be happy with the first thing? So this way it gives the NFL wiggle room so that they can at least do this, uh, do something financial to him in hopes that that will appease the public, possibly. It's a very smart, it's a very smart point. I don't know if you guys remember, about a month ago, I had said that it seems like all of these people, Sue L. Robinson, Roger Goodell, all of the lawyers, it, it almost to me felt like they were actors that were carrying out a pre-written play. And, <laughs> and, and, and this makes perfect sense because now the league can come in and say, hey, we weren't happy with the, initial, with the initial decision. We wanted there to be a more punitive stage. Now they can look like the knight in shining armor that came in and dropped the financial hammer. They can keep the six games part of it so Sue L. Robinson doesn't look like she's completely dismissed. By the way, if I'm Sue L. Robinson, I resigned my position. I, I don't know why. She I, got used. Why would you want to be in that? She, she, she was their used. useful idiot. And used. I hate to use that phrase, but you're exactly right. If you're going to go through this dog and pony charade and then dismiss what she recommends as the punishment anyhow, I just, I, I, I can't I mean, believe that, was a that possibility, they did that though. She did know it was a possibility when she signed on. I'm sure she, she, she's, she uh, did. she's a very smart woman. She read, she read the bylaws. I'm sure she knew exactly <laughs> what she was walking into. And she knew that the You're NFL right. has a history also. She knew well, that she knew, I'm sure she was familiar with the NFL's history of no. getting what they want and doing what they want when they want it. So I think Sue, she's a, she's a big girl. And I think she knew what she was getting into. Now, now Jay, before, be, before you use all of your minutes, uh, <clears throat> I know he's you're using your uh, dial up minutes. <laughs> 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 the AOL floppy dish you put Wait, that in. Wait, dial-up. I got a rotary phone over here I connected to you guys with. Jeez. I don't know what you're talking about, dial-up, man. <laughs> we got to get – We. I was at camp, and I'm going to tell you the hot, the hot topic around town is this. Mm. Hot topic is Jimmy G Ooh. or no Jimmy G. I went to camp. Jacoby Brissett looked okay. 
Um, he he yeah. did what he can he, he can do, you know. He, <laughs> These are great, Jacoby. That's raves. Way to be in his corner. He, he looked thing. okay. He did what he can do. Jackson voice. Hey man, you did your thing. Uh -huh. Big dog. You was a little started off a little slow, but you brought it home at the end. Now there's a couple of people that's moving around. Don't be coughing out there. No. There's a couple people around town on the radio is hot and ready to go. People are saying, look. If you're gonna, if it looks like you're gonna miss Deshaun Watson, Jimmy G is ready to go. He's almost in the same situation Baker was kind of in in San Francisco. Um, mm -hmm. Would you make the deal? If because it's looking like more than six. If it's anything over <coughs> over over ten or twelve, would you say this guy gives us the best chance to to to, to make the playoffs and, and continue with the Browns roster because they got a great roster. He gives us a better chance, but I'm not making that trade, and I don't think the Browns are making that trade either. I, for starters, what they're going to have to give up and the additional salary that they're going to take on to do that. When, honestly, guys, when you look at these numbers side by side, they're almost identical. If you yeah. double the touchdowns for Brissett, he's at 72. If you double the interceptions, he's at 34. Now, the reason I say double is because Garoppolo has played many more games. I, I honestly don't think there's a big difference between Brissett and Garoppolo. Now, if you were telling me that maybe you could go out and get, and I don't even know, I, I would throw a name out there, maybe Matt Ryan. Um, mm, okay. I, I, I would probably be more interested in that, but I just think Jimmy G might be worth an extra win or two over Jacoby Brissett, but here's the thing, guys, and this is the sad part of it. If he's out for the year, in my view, they're not going to the playoffs, not in this division. Now, strange things have happened. Maybe Jacoby Brissett can really take to this offense. They can get on a roll. You know how funny things can happen when you start hot, but I, I just don't believe that if they're without Deshaun Watson for the entire year, that they're a Super Bowl contender. So I would hate to see them mortgage more money and, and more assets to upgrade from Brissett to Garoppolo. I just don't think that that's a big enough leap that you would want to lose those resources. If so, they can do that, if, though, Jay, here's the thing. If you didn't have to lose many resources, <laughs> the reason that I would be in defense of uh, Jimmy G for this is if you didn't have to lose many resources, you talked about maybe get some one or two extra wins. I want those one or two extra wins this year. <laughs> if it's not going to cost me anything. And you say we might not be a playoff team. Well, we might not, but those one or two extra wins gives us a little bit of a better chance. I don't have that much faith in Pittsburgh. I don't know what's. I don't know what uh, who's going to get hurt. What's going to happen? And I want those one or two extra wins. Here's the other thing. <clears throat> I've never heard anybody in all of my years get excited when mentioning Jacoby Brissett. Probably including anybody in his immediate family, if I had to guess, and that's no offense to him. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I've no, you've nobody. You just heard his. You just heard uh, G's analysis of J of Jacoby Brissett. He's like, he looked okay. He did what he had to do. That's the best you'll ever hear about him. I see people get excited about Jimmy Garoppolo. I see Jimmy Garoppolo excite teammates. No, I, as much as people are talking about what a pro Jacoby is and stuff, and I'm sure he is. He's, I've heard nothing but good stuff about him, but just good stuff about him. I've never heard a teammate be like, I will go, I would go to the mat for that guy. That's
that's my boy right there. He's my hero, my best bro. <laughs> Nobody's like that. They're just like, he's a professional, and I like him as a person, and he's okay. <laughs> so I want that excitement, and at least bring me that, you know, if nothing else, the guy's <laughs> a proven winner. So bring me a proven well, winner. To that, I would say, why then are the 49ers so anxious to move on from him? That's true, but the, he's, it's the, because he's, they've got a better option prob the, probably do behind they, him. Three do they? Three first-round draft I mean, picks is what it's called. <laughs> the three hurts. Yeah. Yeah, but I, when I look at their better option, I know that this guy's taking the team to the Super Bowl. I know that. True. I watched it. I don't know what Trey Lance is going to be. I have no idea. Now, granted, they, they're high on him, but I think the Jets were high on their quarterback when they just drafted him. I think they were high on their last quarterback when they drafted him in the first round. So guys miss, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know Kansas City was awfully excited about Mahomes, and it panned out. But mm -hmm. how many times have teams been very excited about the young quarterback in the wings, and that young quarterback in the wings got his chance, and they were like, wait a minute. He doesn't quite look like we thought he would look. So uh, I'm just saying that really quick. You got a stat for us. You got us. <coughs> yeah, no, I just we talk about doubling numbers and touchdowns and Jimmy G's a proven winner. It's just worth mentioning. We mentioned it yesterday. I'll mention it again. As a starter in his career, Jacoby Brissett's 14 and 23. Jimmy G's 33 yeah. and 14 in the playoffs. Hey, 33 and 14 well, in his career, five and two in the playoffs. <coughs> that's, you're absolutely right. I think he's had much better talent around him. And I think that's probably led to some of that. Look, if is anybody on a show of hands? Let's let's take the wide shot of the panel. Oh, a show of hands, are the Browns a Super Bowl team for the season with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback? I, I, I absolutely. Wow. You, I, I, hold on, wait a minute. How, let, let, let me explain yourself. Let me explain. break this down because you know, I, explain I got it. Go ahead. in this business right now. I got first. Man class personal experience with this situation. We know. And you I have broke cool it down friends. yesterday. You have so, cool friends. We Jay, know. listen. He's eating barbecue over Listen, there. Jay. <laughs> would you, true or false, with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, you'd say the Browns at best nine-win team? I think that's a stretch. So that's a stretch. Okay. For me, it I'm, is. I'm glad you said For me. that. I was talking to McNuggets about this. Now, you say, why is it that the 49ers want to move off of Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, yeah, they made this big trade for Trey Lance and all that. I do believe that Jimmy Garoppolo has limitations. <laughs> I do believe that. His deep ball is sometimes is not where it needs to be. But outside of that, he is capable of making every pass. I think Kyle Shanahan has done a, a fantastic job of not putting him in situations and utilizing him to his strength. Now, would you, Agree. Would you say... Looking at San Francisco's defense and their team that they had when they went to the Super Bowl, true or false, if Emmanuel Mosley did not give up that deep seven cut Man. and Richard Sherman yeah. didn't get beat on that inside nine, the, the 49ers winning that Super Bowl, which is true or false? Well, I, I will tell you that in all likelihood, yes, they do. But I would okay. also tell you that we don't play the if game on this show. I understand because that. When I, but what when, and the reason we don't is because I tried to with Baker Mayfield in Kansas City. And, and I said, like, so guys, nah, if... And you were nah, like, oh, no, 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 no. You're nah. not bringing that up in here. You're right. What so, I'm, you know, if, 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 <laughs> if, if the Browns stop Kansas City on fourth and a mile, oh, they go to Buffalo the next... 
they go to Buffalo the next week to play in the AFC championship well, game. What, well, what I'm it's saying, nice right, well, I'm not going to use the if then. Let's put it to you this way right now. Jimmy Garoppolo, if you look at the Browns team and you look at San Francisco team, the Browns team is pretty much structured the same way. Great run, great. It's very great, similar great situation. Run game, yeah. Great defense. If a quarterback could come in and get us to the AFC championship game, at least we have a shot to be there. With Jacoby Brissett, we will not be sniffing no AFC <laughs> championship game. Therefore, it's justified making the trade. I'm well, sure here's the problem. I, no, I, I, look, it's an opinion. I don't think it's a fact, so I can't say true or false. I would say, in my view, if I'm running the organization, the only way I'm making this trade is if I can say he's the missing piece. We get Jimmy Garoppolo, we go to the Super Bowl. But guys, and, and, and I talk about this all the time when we're talking about baseball and the trade deadline, why the Guardians didn't make any moves. In my view, they looked around at the landscape and they said, does this make us better than the Yankees? Does this make us better than any other team, definitively better than any other team in the American League that's suited to win right now? Can, can we beat the Astros? Can we beat the Yankees? And I think the answer to that was no. We're, we're, there, there were more than one or two missing parts. So I think for the Browns to pull this trigger, it they have to be able to say that this is going to be the move that regardless of what Deshaun, what happens to Deshaun Watson, if we have Jimmy G for the year, we're going to the Super Bowl. And when you look around the landscape, Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, which What's we wrong don't with know the about Baltimore. What's wrong with the playoffs? I, 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 nothing's I, wrong if, with if, the playoffs. If my option Mike. is not going to the playoffs, or I, I would enjoy looking at the playoffs personally. And I, Mike, even if we come up short, I, I'd still <laughs> like that ride. I don't know. You I would are. normally agree. I would normally agree with that, Mike. Tyvis, maybe this is where you want to go to with that. I think for the Browns, the, so five years ago, yeah. Like, because we hadn't had a playoff experience in forever. So, God, just let us get to the party. Let us step on the right. dance floor and see what that feels like again. But now where this team is, with their talent and where they are in terms of positioning, their, their roster is a Super Bowl-caliber roster sure. if Deshaun Watson is the quarterback. But that's like saying... The, the Buccaneers are a Super Bowl caliber roster with Tom Brady. I understand that, but what you're saying is you'd rather just pout and watch them not make the playoffs this year if you can't watch Deshaun Watson than make this. I, if you didn't have to give anything up, then make this trade and make the and make the playoffs and have the fans enjoy that. Well, just you, be like, well, we're not gonna go. We're not gonna win then. No, I don't think you're saying we're not gonna win then. I think what you're saying is. Do you really, Mike, if, if you were to put a percentage chance on the Browns going to the Super Bowl, I'll ask three questions. Deshaun Watson's the quarterback. What are the chances that the Browns go to the Super Bowl this year? In your mind. 90%. I love your optimism, Ty. I don't know. Let's, say, let's say 20%. Let's say 20%. Go ahead. Okay. What if Jimmy Garoppolo's the quarterback? Um, it, here's my only question to that. Is, is the percentage higher with him being the quarterback or with Jacoby Brissett being the quarterback? That's the <laughs> yeah, no, that was that my matters. third question. Okay, great. So that's my third question. Okay, yes, great. So, then, then, my next, then we'll say if it's uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, ten, uh, we'll say 5%. Okay, and with Jacoby Brissett? Four percent. I'll take Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> yeah. So, so what you're, so what you're ultimately going to do is, I like the logic. You're like going to give up assets that will help you Again, next year when you actually the, have Deshaun only Watson. Only if the assets. You're right, and that's the key. 
I have to put that. Per- I have to take that into consideration too. Whatever I'm, if I'm giving up uh, something, I'm not going to give up something that will mortgage my future for this chance. But Speaking if it's not, that's a great segue. Mortgaging. Go future. right ahead. Yes. Mortgaging futures. <laughs> Jay, we got to get to. We got at least get to this. this yeah, no, Jay's not leaving first, yet. Michael He's doing Michael a nice job about. in this chair, everybody. He's doing a nice job in this chair. <laughs> Before Jay it. leaves, though. <laughs> We got to tell you where this next is coming from, and it's coming from the internet, which means PCC Airfoils is our sponsor. Oh, for a job with free advancement and great benefits, PCC Airfoils is a leading <clears throat> manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Mentor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. I'll tell you what. Um, I, I will give you this. Uh, 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 Mike Polk Jr. has has some strong takes. I uh, I didn't think he had that in that <laughs> right. middle chair game right now. He's like, yo, I like this Jimmy G stuff. I, I had like, like a that. pot of coffee. <laughs> well, here's here's where we see Polk and his true uh, sports acumen right here. Here Polk, we go. We're gonna set you up on a tee. This came out this morning. Let's take the tag board, Steve. Bears star linebacker Roquan Smith has asked the team to trade him. He wants to go to a contender. So that made us think in the pre-show meeting. Hmm. Uh, what about yeah. a little, uh, I'm going to present a trade to you guys. Yeah. Let's see what you guys think. Maybe Kareem Hunt and Anthony Walker for Roquan Smith. I, I'm, 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 I'm going to tell, tell you this right now. At first, I thought about it and was like, you know what? I'm not doing that trade. <laughs> I am. And then no. I thought about it and was like, I am. well, <laughs> Kareem Hunt is a Kareem Hunt is a is a rental, right? He's not coming back next year. We all right. pretty much agree with that, right? You got three other running backs. Kareem Hunt would actually go there and they might actually give him a new contract in Chicago. Right? <laughs> He'll actually be he might be the bell cow there. Hmm. If you look at it, Roquan Smith wants a new deal. Um, I think he's on his rookie deal type as you said, I think it's a fifth year deal. He's looking for a long term contract. Bears did give it to him. Now here's the problem. The Browns I don't think would earmark that am- that amount of money for a linebacker. I just don't think they think that position deserves that amount of money. However, I will say this. If he's going to be a rental, he can help me get to where I want to go. Now, if I get Roquan Smith and I put him with that defense, now Woo-hoo. I feel like I could do some Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Baltimore Ravens type <laughs> stuff. Now, what I'm looking at, and if, even if it's only a rental, I'm cool with that because guess what? That still gives me an opportunity to compete. And you look at the roster. If it's Jacoby Brissett, eh, that makes my team better. I think you can lean on the defense and run the football, and you still got three other running backs. I, I mean, I, am I crazy for saying that I would do this I deal? Would, I'm with you. I take the deal. I would definitely. What's his contract for? He only has one, one more year. He's on the last yeah, year the last of year. his rookie deal. He's an unrestricted free agent last year, just like Kermont mm. yeah. would be. But if you add so Hunt like and Walker's yeah. salaries together, it's about the same as Smith. I'm taking the deal. I'm definitely the plan to win. Number one is play great defense. You got a middle line. Him and JOK, they be crazy. Man, listen. They'd be fun to watch. Yes. That'd be nice. <laughs> with, it, with that defense, the way it's set up, you got them two dudes <laughs> on the edge. Your, your secondary is coming together, man. That that's LOB vibes right there. That's that's Seattle. So, that's, Jay, are you taking I'm this taking totally deal. mythical it, deal that we go, just Jay. made up completely? <laughs> Trade machine. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm taking it. Ah, yeah, Jay. I, it's I'll a done deal. But I'll tell you guys this though. Um, I I think I don't know who said it. Someone said I'm not sure the Browns value that position that way. I can tell you they don't. Um, right. If you take a look at what what they've done at that position, mm-hmm. particularly. Uh, 
in the last five years, and you guys can figure out who's been there for the last five years, mm -hmm. um, and the way their money ball crunching of numbers and value of player and position, um, I don't think they value that position. I don't think they look at that as the key position on the defense. Clearly, Sunday, the way they no, drafted, they do the way not. They... <laughs> yeah, that was a, that I mean, was a <laughs> gag, everybody. That's yeah. a throwback. I can only call him. I don't mm -hmm. mention this. Name. I tell you what, though. <laughs> what, 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 but though, it, even though they might not value the position, <laughs> he seemed like a nice guy. Even I... if they don't value the position per se, if if he came here and had like an All Pro season, <laughs> I think they would. If this defense went from five to one, they would reconsider that thought, I believe. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you I'm never not... really had that guy there to know if you value, if you need it or not. Technically. No, you haven't. But I, I just watched when, when they let Schobert walk, um, for me, what, what I just was a little dumbfounded. And I know I talked to folks that from around the league that said the same thing. They were like, you know, it was a good fit with what they were doing. They clearly value up front and the back end of the defense. And I don't even know if they value the safeties, but they value the corners. Where is Joe Sherbert now? I don't know. Out of the league? I, went to, well, he went to Pittsburgh. No, I don't know. I is think he, he went Jacksonville? to Pittsburgh. He was Jacksonville Jack and Pittsburgh is the teams that he's played Alexa, with. Alexa, where's think, Joe Sherbert at? <laughs> <laughs> we need to get one of those right see, here. I, I mean, if that's the case, then the Browns was <laughs> hey, let me, right there, right? Hey, let me ask you Let me ask you something. Jay, no, he still had productive years left. a guy that likes... Remember you said you he actually believes that you can win the Super Bowl different ways. A lot of people I would say I 75 do. to 80% believe that you can only win the Super Bowl by having a dynamic quarterback that's a franchise quarterback and, and, and putting it on his shoulders and throwing the football. But you you saw Tampa Bay. You saw them in their heyday, right? And and I think but you believe you, that you can win it a, a couple different ways, right? <laughs> I do. I, I firmly believe that. And anybody who thinks that it's just the quarterback is kidding themselves. Even when Tampa won a couple of years ago, guys, look at their defense when they won the Super Bowl. And and Tom Brady wasn't exactly blowing teams off the field. Yeah, he was. He had he had big throws in big spots, which all teams need. But they had a defense that flat got after it, and it wasn't as good as the Buccaneers' defense when they won Super Bowl thirty eight or whatever that was. But I do think, and I know Bull firmly disagrees with me on this. Bull believes that the league has changed now, and you cannot win without an elite quarterback. And, I mean, Garoppolo almost won it. And Garopp nobody's going to call him an elite quarterback, and that was that is very recent history. It's not like the league has changed that much since Garoppolo lost the Super Bowl. So I, I think that the easiest path to a Super Bowl is to have an elite quarterback. But I... I will die saying this. If you have an elite and, and, and maybe even like an all-time great defense, you can win with a mediocre quarterback. The Buccaneers did it in Super Bowl 38. I know the Ravens did it. We know you miss Baker, uh, a Jay. Of times. We know you miss Baker. I don't. <laughs> say it. I'm not. No, I listen, know. I know. I know. What I'm saying <laughs> is, what I'm saying is, the Browns' defense isn't that defense. Okay. Right. They, the, the Browns' defense is, I would say, top ten in the league. To to do to to do it that way with a Baker Mayfield type, right? Your defense has to be top ranked in the league, and it has to be in the conversation as one of the great defenses of all time. Yeah, they gotta be scary. When we saw Chicago, and now I know this is ancient history, but when Chicago won in '85, and they averaged, I think they, I think the defense allowed nine points a game for the entire season. 
Okay, <laughs> Jim McMahon was horrible. Jim yeah. McMahon was horrible. He really was. But they all they 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 handed it off to Walter Payton. When they got close, they handed it off to to the fridge, and the defense put the clamps down on everybody. Super Bowl path. Yeah. So I know that the league is different now. I Super will give Bowl you shuffle. that. But it, Super Bowl. <laughs> try to forget all about that. So I, I do think that you know. They could win with Garoppolo, but to do it, I think they'd have to have a top one or two ranked defense in the NFL, be, be, and I don't think they're there yet. Before we let you go, I got I, I need to get you on record on this. We got to start this. <laughs> we got to start this watch immediately. <coughs> um, okay. Do you, what, what, what you got? What you got going into this Panthers game? You you, you got the Panthers and Browns week one. Is you gonna yeah. wait till you see Jacoby Brissett a couple preseason games before you put put what you think well, on that game? I'll who, tell you this you much. Um, you can't. If that'd be like, if, if, if I asked you, who you taking, the Guardians or the Red Sox? But I'm not going to tell you who the starting pitchers are. I get that. I get that too. But I mean, I don't know who's starting for the Browns, and I don't know who's starting for the Panthers. Word on the street is Baker's so looking good down there. Word, word on I the said, street, Baker, that deal. Word on so, the street, he's hey, somehow outplaying Darnold. Somehow, it's amazing that it can happen. Assuming <laughs> is Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett. I feel yeah. like there's a lot of people are going to edge Baker in that matchup, right? And you know he's going to be magical. I, I do. You know he's going to well, be magical. Well, Vegas is Vegas is is favoring, um, I think. I thought I saw that they were a one-point favorite. Now, granted, you get a couple of points when you're the home team. But if it ends up being Baker and Jacoby, mm. I wouldn't touch that with Mike's money, number one, <laughs> just because you never bet on quarterback – you never bet an NFL game where the quarterback of that team is playing his first game in that system, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what this would be on yeah. both sides. That game's horrifying. So, please, don't don't throw your money out the window of that moving vehicle. Don't bet on it. Now, for entertainment purposes only, if it was Jacoby and Baker, and I had to make a gentleman's bet, and I'm not going to lose hard-earned money on it, I'm still going to take the Browns because, yes, Baker's going to be amped and ready to go, but he's one guy. There's going to be 11 guys on the defense that he's going to be on the field with that are going to be amped as well. Mm-hmm. And they're going to want to prove that they're the team. They're, it's not, it's not pan- the Panthers. And by the way, I just think, too, the Browns have such a big roster advantage that if they do lose this game, I'm going to feel the exact same way I did when they lost to the Titans at home a couple of years ago. I'm, I'm going to want to climb into a cave. I'm, I'll probably feel worse too mm-hmm. because this team is better. I know that Jarvis and Odell and all of that nonsense, but if they lose this game, it's going to be a really, really rough start to the season. I just had like a great – I got I had a great idea, you guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, does anybody have a friend – down uh who actually is around the carolina area i, I got a cousin okay yes. great so we that way we can get a postmark something <clears throat> we start sending 
the Browns defense hate mail from Baker Mayfield right now saying <laughs> I, you guys stink. There's good luck. You, I always hated all of you. I'm better than all of you. I'm glad I'm away from Cleveland. Like let's how, how can we amp up this defense I don't think through our that. chicanery? I think they are. I think the defense is already going to be amped up. Well, and a little hate mail can't hurt. That, that's we can all agree on that. Right? Mention his specific family fix, members. It's going to be trying to the offense trying to get it going like really that, get down and dirty though. The, de- like. the yeah. defense coming to play for Set up. Sure. Right. I'm Easy. just going to go ahead and move ahead with this plan and pretend like we all agreed to do it. <laughs> we all signed it. We, Sounds we, we, good. We all, we all complicit. We need that cousin's address. Jay, uh, I, I appreciate it. you. We, it was good seeing your face, man. We miss you. Get back soon, bro. We will be in the studio before you know it. Keep and, hydrating. Uh, so. we rock Keep roll. eating celery. And peanut butter. <laughs> you probably drove up a wall. That poor woman. <laughs> she honestly, down, he down there talking about you want to you want to hang out. You want to hang out. You want to watch a movie. Oh, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Keep hydrating, brother. Love you. See you soon. Take care, guys. Uh, you back? I'll be glad. Exactly. When, I'll be glad when he go home. Mm-hmm. He's, he down exactly. here just all in my. I, I got. She's looking at him every day. She's like, you don't feel better yet. You look good in the face. I feel like it's okay. You're barely coughing all the time at all. Maybe you just want to take that into work.